there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents. How consoling this gospel is. How consoling it is because in two ways. One is that even if we sin, even if we wander off from, the, from our faith, the Lord, through this gospel, tells us that, that he will go out to find us. He will go out to in search for us until he finds us. How consoling it is knowing that God does not abandon us, would not leave us sort of wherever we wish to be, but he keeps on sending us grace, keep on sending us his, his love and inviting us, whether it's directly by inspirations or indirectly by others, or family members or loved ones or friends who remind us of the need and necessity to come back. Lately, I have received quite a few witnesses of people who have been bringing their friends to the Lord. Those who have not been practicing for a while, then they who themselves rediscovered faith rediscovered the joy of knowing the Lord, rediscovered the joy of receiving the Eucharist, going to confession, and they're inviting their friends. Sometimes you have to have a good, good friend to tell you because otherwise it'll sound like a nag, you know. But nonetheless, I, I have been receiving these types of witnesses from people who share with me, and it is a joy to, for me to hear what they wish to do and how, how they are introducing their friends back again to faith. And, and they're doing what Jesus wishes everyone to do, just like he himself does. And that's why today those, you know, the, 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 those two parables which we read about the, you know, one sheep being lost. Yes, he has a fold of 90, as a hundred, he has 100, 100 sheep in his fold. So he say, well, what's one, you know? But he doesn't say that. No one, no one is without significance. No one is without importance, meaning. And so whoever, just like the Lord does, searches for one, should, should be more and more encouraged to do the same. No one is beyond salvation. No one can be excluded. We're not talking about numbers, because it's each person. It's a family, it's a member of our family or a member of someone we knew very well. And so we care for, for, for one another and we should care for one another. There's no one who will be less important. The model that Jesus offers to us is that he's merciful. The tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to listen to him, but the Pharisees and scribes began to complain, this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. This man welcomes, which means that, you know, the, the, you know, the, you know, the, the, the birds of the feather flock together. So how can you be a good teacher? How can you be this special person? How can you be, you know, this extraordinary man if you just go and stick around with, with sinners? You go and meet, eat with them, you know, and joining with them. And they, so, so they criticize him for that. But you know, from the Lord's perspective, all of us are sinners. All of us are tax collectors. All of us, to some degree, we have broken the law. We have missed the mark. We have followed our own you know, desires, wishes, disorders, whatever we have, and we kind of wandered off. And yet at the Lord is reminding us that we are all in need of his mercy and forgiveness. We are all in need, and he is 
the one who wishes to give this gift to us. Oh, what joy there will be in heaven over one repentant sinner. Today's first reading, St. Paul speaks to us in a very clear way. He says, none of us lives for ourselves. We cannot live for ourselves. If we do so, if we live for ourselves, we will be ultimately um, uh, stuck by being by ourselves. And if that's the case, what a misery it is to be by yourself. No one around, nobody near us. You know, those who push, those who wish, you know, that, you know, the, the goal of our life is to live for our own, for our wishes, desires. They miss the mark. St. Paul says today to us is that none of us lives for ourselves because we live for the Lord. We have chosen him. We've chosen him. And so no one lives or dies for himself, but we live and die for the Lord. And so if that's the case, if that's the case, and since he died for us, then St. Paul immediately extends his then It's not just living and dying for the Lord, but since God in Jesus Christ formed us, in, in his son, he formed us into a body, of, uh, into his own body. That means that we are part and parcel of his body. And so therefore, we cannot disregard one another. We cannot judge harshly, brother or sister. We cannot look down upon someone else. And so for St. Paul, as you can see that, you know, he, he really lives out in his own life, and he's asking us to do the same, to live out from the perspective of Jesus formed us into his body. He formed us into a mystical body. And so we are members of his body. And we have to realize how important it is for us to be truly his, his, the members of his body. So it means caring, caring for one another. If we reject one, if you reject each other, then this is what happens. If we divide people, you know, under because of ideologies of our, or whatever it may be, whatever makes causes us to divide people and separate them and accuse them and reject them, whatever we do, then means we're not really living Christ's life. We're going contrary to the very will of God, and and so we where do we end up? We end up cutting ourselves from God Himself, from our Lord, from His Church. Because we cannot, you know, remain uh, just like Saint John in his in his letter says, if you don't live, if you say you love the Lord but you hate your 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 neighbor, um, then then you are not really living the gospel life, and you you will separate yourselves from them. Today we honor Saint Saint Charles Borromeo. I wore this uh, vestment with Saint John Paul II image because he was Charles or Carl, Carl Ritua, and he was his, his uh, um, patron saint. He will bore the name of Charles or Carl. And, and so I did wear it because he also, not only did he bear his name, but he looked up to him as a model of being a bishop. And, and Charles Borromeo was, was an extraordinary bishop well, let me say he started off 
not being a bishop, he became a cardinal before he, he was a bishop. Because at that time, before Council of Trent, you know, cardinals were made, could be lay people, and these were people who were to assist the, the Pope. So they were not ordained, not, some were, some were not. And so now we have Charles Borromeo, his uncle became Pope. But Charles was a brilliant young man. He got, a, before the age of 22, he received already a, a law degree, canon law and civil law. So, I mean, you have to remember, lawyers do have to study a lot. And so he must have been brilliant, besides being very, very dedicated. And so his uncle called him to help him out in church administration. So he made him a cardinal because that's how it is. The Pope, the Pope created a disposition for him so that he could help him out. And there were several things that he needed from him. He needed to take care of, of the, of the uh, administration of the churches in Switzerland, in Milan, but also he needed him to prepare for the resumption of Council of Trent. So the first session of Council of Trent took place in 1550s. Uh, this was in response to the re reform, reform, reformation and the reform movement of Luther and others. And so the church wanted to address the issues. So for, for about almost 10 years, there was a break during the Council of Trent. And so, uh, so the Pope wanted him to help him out. And so, um, so he did. He did. He was very, very, um, very efficient in doing many things. But then he experienced, he was a second, was a second child, but his brother, older brother died. And so he immediately his family wanted him to take over, to be the, in charge of the family, as you know, in some traditions, in, in Mediterranean traditions, you know, the eldest of the, of the family takes over and it's kind of like a patriarch of the family. So his family immediately pushed him. You gotta leave the church's service. You gotta take care of the family. And, 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 uh, and so Charles um, was really nagged and being pushed. And even the Pope says, look, if the family wants you, why don't you go? And yet he said, you know, no, I have to work for the good of the church. And so, so, he, so he became, he was ordained a priest. He chose to be ordained a priest. He was ordained, he became bishop. And then he was named the Bishop of Milan where there is no bishop there. And, and yet the Pope says, I need you here. I need you to run the reform. So guess what he did? He prepared Catechism of the Catholic Church, the first version. In the aftermath of, of, of Council of Trent, he prepared his liturgy, missiles, everything else, adjusting everything that, that he could. We can see the, 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 the dedication, but also brilliance and the holiness of that man. Then he finally became Archbishop of, of Milan. And guess what happens? All kinds of problems. He's trying to, to reform the church, to bring the priests up to, up to a type of code of holiness, which he wished all the priests to have. There's lots of opposition there. He did the same thing, wished to reform religious communities. As a matter of fact, he received lots of threats and death threats. And as a matter of fact, he was even shot he was a shot, but he was not wounded because of his, you know, the vestments were so thick, you know, sometimes there's a lot of metal on it, you know, lots of maybe, you know, uh, maybe even silver or whatever it was used. But at any rate, um, 
this is what happened to him. He also was a was a cardinal, or the cardinal and Archbishop Milan during the time of of pandemic. So I guess what he did, he closed the churches for two years. But he made something like we have we were doing today. So he said that priests should be celebrating masses on streets, street corners, different places, so that people could watch from their windows. So they would receive spiritually Holy Communion. So would be watching through their windows from their homes. So there's many stations throughout the cities, places, villages where people could participate. And not only that, but he wanted them to adore the Lord too from their windows. Isn't something similar? Now we have, you know, uh, live streamed. We have, we can watch it. So do you see, we may think that this is unusual, but maybe not so unusual. You know, making a do what we can do so that people can worship, can honor the Lord, can still receive him even if it's spiritually, where he was encouraging. Um, he, uh, he didn't live too long. He lived for 46 years and he did a lot of, lot of extra work. But because, because he just gave himself completely, and as a matter of fact, what he said to the priests, you know, those who priests were afraid to go to different, you know, places because of this pandemic in particular way, those who were sick, he says, look, there's only one life here on earth. And if you have given yourself, dedicated yourself to Christ, and this is what St. Paul's letter to says, none of us lives for oneself, no one dies for oneself, you're living for your people. So even if you have to have your life shortened by the fact that you're exposed, you know, to sickness, and even if you die, it says you died for the Lord, you died for your people. And this is interesting that the reading today came on the Feast of St. Saint Charles of Arameo, because he actually use this type of, of teaching of St. Paul. Maybe then today, as we not only hear God's word, you know, how the Lord is going out to us. He's searching for the lost sheep. We are the lost sheep. And he's, he's the one who finds us. And then he puts us on our shoulder because he knows that we already were lost. We're too weak to walk on our own. So even he carries us. He carries us to the fold. And, 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 and this, this very fine, this act of finding and being able to bring us back causes so much joy in heaven, saints and angels of all of us. This is that, that reminder from the Lord that he will do so for us, but we on our hand, we who have been baptized, we who have accepted in faith, that we have to really live our faith, just like St. Charles Borromeo lived his faith. Even if, if even the family needs, even what the family wished to have him to do, that he was still willing to say yes to God, God alone. God is the most important gift that he has received through faith. God whom he wished to adore, God whom he wished to serve to the very end, and he did, sparing nothing, sparing not himself, but living from day to day, each day, with a total dedication and I think this is the invitation for us today. The Lord wants us because there's, there's a moment, as St. Paul says, there will be a judgment one day. And we have to say what we did with the gifts that we have received, with the gift of faith, with the gift of love, gift of family, what do we do? And this is, we will be judged by that. And for us, we know that God is merciful, but yet he knows also 
that we can ask him to help us out so that we may live more faithfully and that we will share his joy in our everlasting kingdom. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.